Hey all, thanks for staying curious and welcome to The Shelf. I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host who's sporting a lovely new hairdo. Oh, and for you. those of you that know Patsy, <laughs> you'll know how relevant that is. <laughs> so without further ado, let me pass you over to Patsy who will make the introductions to our lovely guest today. Thank you very much, Lydia. And yes, I do. I am hosting a new uh, hairstyle and yeah, so uh, just a little backstory. I've, I've always been long, relaxed hair um, and I'm just sharing my natural self. So I'm full of curls. Everybody's thinking it's a, well, it's a new person, new me, new year. So yeah, so uh, nice new hairstyle for me. So just following on from what Lydia said, um, my wonderful co-host, and thank you for joining us again on The Shelf. We're glad to see that you um, have stayed curious and you're keen to find out uh, who our next guest is. So um, Lydia mentioned a very special person and she is very, very special. Um, we have with us today, Natasha Henry. Natasha is a freelance journalist, host and broadcaster. You may have seen her already. Uh, she's appeared on Sky Sports News, Channel 4, Channel 5, uh, particularly talking about uh, one of her uh, real passions, which is sport, actually. Um, Tasha has a, a love of sport in general, but her biggest passions are football. And uh, more recently, she's been um, had the opportunity to, to, to get more involved in Formula E, motorsport. So Lydia said um, Tasha's special, and there's, there's uh, one of the reasons she's special is because she is one of very few black women who is in this industry. Um, so uh, a big up for Tasha for pursuing her passion and her dreams and, to, and for getting to where she is today. And also, you know, giving us a face and a voice. Absolutely. And the second reason, or more important reason that she is special, um, she's family and she's my niece. And uh, she's a very, very special niece, aren't you, Tasha? Yeah, because I'm the only one. <laughs> that's why I'm the best. <laughs> yeah, because I've got all nephews and one niece, and that's Tasha. But no, Tasha's, um, yeah, we're really, really proud uh, to have Tasha with us today. Um, as I said, she, she, she's my niece. She means a lot. And uh, yeah, we're letting um, Tasha own her space on the shelf. Yeah, before she's too big. In it. <laughs> Thank, and thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very excited. And the, the first show was great as well. Really enjoyable. Thanks for that, Tasha. Really appreciate it. Especially coming from family, because you know people, how family can be your harshest critic. Absolutely. Trust me, mum's my biggest cheerleader, but my biggest critic at the same point. If I do something wrong, she's the first person to get on my phone. And so she should be. And even when you Always. do something right, she should be telling you you could have done it better. <laughs> <laughs> that's so Dad's job. So go on, Tash, tell us, uh, yeah, so just talk, I mean, I obviously know your story because I've been there with you the whole time. Um, tell our listeners what, what, what you've been up to, challenges you've faced. Um, yeah, just, just, just give us a bit of a backstory. Um, so I've been in sports media for about a decade now. Um, I came to it quite late. I was in my late 20s, uh, took the risk to do a big career change I'd always loved sport always loved writing and I wanted to do a job where I was excited to get up every morning um, and I was passionate about it 
So started getting some work experience, went back to college and did my NCTJ, which is a journalism qualification, and then worked for free a lot, (laughs) (laughs) worked for cheaply a lot, and was lucky enough to get experience at the Voice newspaper and the Mirror, um, Mirror Football, and it kind of all just snowballed from there. I've been really lucky. I work on newspapers, online, radio, podcasts, and I get to go to some amazing events, um, whether that's football, I've been to tennis, got to go to the Olympics, got to go to football at the Olympics, um, going to Formula E races. But yeah, you mentioned um, I'm one of few very one of very few black women in the industry. When I started, there was literally three of us. That was myself, um, Jessica Crichton, who's now a presenter on Sky Sports News, and Samantha Johnson, who is a anchor for a show um, on TRT World. And when we started and we were walking into those spaces, as you can imagine, football is very much a male and white industry and we felt it even more every time we went into a media room everyone would turn around and look at you because you're probably one of two girls and then probably one of two black people um and the other black guy was probably Rodney Hines from The Voice or Joel Campbell from The Voice who we all know because there's not many of us um when we were starting out one of the jokes me Jess and Sam used to have was people always getting our names wrong now, you know, me and my mum look alike, alike. Well, because we all look the same, apparently. But the joke is we don't. We'd walk into a room and we'd message each other and we'd be like, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm Jess today. Or someone's called me Sam just because they don't take the time to find out who you are. Mm. But yeah, we, we put our heels on, we put our lip gloss on and, and we just fought hard. And thankfully now there's a lot more of us, a lot of young girls coming through, all of us. We have a group, there's about 10 of us who all work in the industry, who all support and encourage each other. And we all try and mentor younger people coming through. That's something that we're all really passionate about. But yeah, I'm, I'm blessed to do my job and I can't lie, I do love it. So in terms of the mentoring, where can you signpost people to? Um, so some good organizations would be Kick It Out. They do a Raise Your Game conference which before COVID was an opportunity for, you know, students and stuff to get one-on-one time, like speed dating, but career advice. So they'd have coaches because if you're like me, I love football, but I'm rubbish at football. So for people like me, you can still find jobs off the pitch and still be as involved in sport as you would have been playing. So um, Kick It Out had a good scheme that they used to do. Uh, They'd be doing it online now because of COVID. There's another group group called BCOMS, which is the Black Collective of Media and Sport. And they um, regularly host masterclasses, like a six week kind of mini course. They offer work experience. Um, I would also say to anyone who wants to get into the industry, just take a chance, you know, send an email to an editor or a journalist that you like and ask them if they know if their organization's got any work experience. That's how I got my opportunity. You should never be afraid to ask. If they say no, you know, it's taking you 10 minutes in an email, but they might say yes. I got my in- internship at the Mirror because I sent someone a tweet. I remember. Because I was just like, I need this internship and these are the writers that I like or respect and just sent loads of messages. And I still now have worked for the Mirror on and off for my whole career. So from taking that chance, you know, you have to take that risk, especially 
if you're in a minority trying to go into a particular industry. It's really and, important. And also, Tasha, I think thanks very much for um, pointing that out, mostly for our younger listeners, if there are those out there, just to say, you know, if you want something bad enough, you have to be prepared to go all out for it. Mm. Nobody's going to give you anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't know anyone in the industry when I started. You know, there's a lot of guys who maybe had an uncle or a family friend who worked at Sky. I knew no one. So every contact I made was just by me being an annoying person, sending emails, getting phone numbers or or networking which is really important we can't do it as much at the moment but social media is great for that and never be afraid you know you can only ask there's nothing wrong with that and if you don't ask you never get so, so Tasha I'm just gonna uh, take you back um, a bit and and going back to what you said is that you know you wanted to do something that you really love you wanted to wake up every morning and and be doing what you're passionate about and and I remember the days when you went to uni and you was doing something completely different and you decided that actually that's not for you and some may relate, the girl I dropped said, out of uni. hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. And she was the first one in the family to go. Everybody was so proud and she decided she didn't want to go. So anyway, moving on from that. So what, you know, what would you say to, to others who may be in that similar situation and, and not quite sure how to, um, to maneuver and make that, make that switch? I think I remember when I was that age and I was doing law and accountancy, which sounds absolutely wild now. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure when you're like 18, 17 from parents, definitely culturally to like decide on your career. You know, you go college, you go uni, you get a job. But I don't think everyone knows what they want to do at 18. I think as long as you're doing something until you figure out what that thing is that you want to do. You know, I was, what, 27, but I'd always had jobs. I'd always worked full time. Or if you're going to school and, and getting a degree and you're still unsure, I think as long as you're doing something, then you're still learning life skills. All the jobs I had before journalism, I now use the skills that I learned there, like customer service or how to speak to certain people a certain way, you know, even how to send an email that sounds polite and courteous. So all the skills you get in the jobs that you don't like, they'll be great when you find the career that you actually love and then you can just use them to to build up your ability yeah absolutely absolutely and, yeah fantastic Tasha and and actually I'd like to every, I'd like our listeners to know that you know I was um in a situation with one of my children and uh Tasha provided him with exactly that advice actually you know he he was struggling to actually decide whether or not to stay at university or whether pursue an apprenticeship. And um, lucky for us, you know, family, friend, Tasha helped us out in terms of um, taking us through the application and really making us think about the application rather than just putting words down on the page, you know, um, making it mean something. But yeah, going back to the point where you said uh, you weren't really good at football, um, so, I mean, have you, have you got any better? <laughs> Sadly, no. I mean, when I, was at, when I was in high school, I tried to get a girls football team going. This was before I realised I was rubbish at it. And um, I mean, think how times have changed. The head teacher told me that girls don't play football. But even then, I was, I was probably 
not as militant as I am now so you know I wasn't I wasn't happy with that but we actually did a women's media day at St George's Park England's base a few years ago and I was playing in defense and yeah let's just say I'll, I'll stick to being on the sidelines <laughs> I'm fast and I'm quick but yeah I'm all theory and no practical but Tasha is also good with advice for um, any young girls that want to get into football. Um, again, being stalwart in terms of uh, the support she's given me when I've told her that my daughters are playing. And uh, yeah, just for any of you out there who do have daughters, yeah, you might find like that, like, Tasha, maybe you weren't so good. But at the end of the day, you know, go for the opportunity. There's so much opportunity at the moment for girls football, you know, so doing our best to champion grassroots as best as we can, especially in the Berkshire area. Oh, 100%. And I think the, because of how social media is now, you can create your own stuff. If, if you want to have your own podcast or your own little YouTube show and, and you're at college and you don't have much experience, you can do that. You know, producing your own show once a month will show a skill. Or you might be better on the medical side of things or the marketing side there is so many jobs in sport don't think because you can't play you can't be involved and also don't think because there's you might walk in a room and there's not a lot of people that look like you but that's no reason to stop you if you're good enough and you build a good support network find people who can give you advice mentors people that have been there before but don't be scared to take that step because I speak to so many young girls who are like I'd love to present on Sky Sports News but no one looks like me. Well, now someone does look like them and her name's Jessica Crichton. Do you know what I mean? And she's worked very hard to be there. And if she did given up then, she wouldn't be there now. Now, now we're setting the standard for the other kids coming up. Exactly. And also, Tasha, another thing is, yeah, if you don't see people in the room that look like you, be you want to be the first. Exactly. Yeah. Be the first. So, Tasha, you talked about um, in your early days where you got your uh, a couple of opportunities really with the voice and the mirror so do you do you see um, the people there that helped you as as mentors and do you still keep in contact with them um Rodney Hines at the voice I would say his family he's like Uncle Rod's um pretty much every black sports journalist you see on tv or on the radio has come through the voice and had an opportunity because of Rodney um He's been a great support in my career and, and still is now. Um, and the Mirror, I do stay in contact with a lot of the editors. Like I'll see them at games or where I've been working for other departments in the paper. And it's like, oh, hi, how are you? You know, catch up and or before COVID, you go for a coffee. Um, I think it's really important if you find a few people who you trust and can offer advice, you know, they're not going to be there every day. But to know that you have someone that's got an extra 10, 15 years experience on you then you can ring up and say, this happened, you know, what would you advise me to do or what's your take? I think that's really important to have a good support network. I know that's something that has really helped me in my career. Well, I'd like to say big up Rodney. Thanks probably for helping my niece climb the ladder. <laughs> I let, yes, and later on down the line, Rodney, she's a guest on the shelf. Thank you so much. We're truly indebted. So Tasha, do you do you have any um, do you have any young people coming up that you mentor and signpost and, and support at the moment? Oh God. Um, I've just been I've just finished mentoring a girl who's in her final year. Um, 
Her name's Maya Charles. Funnily enough, she's half Petition and half Jamaican like me, except the reverse. I know, small island people. Um, there's so many great young journalists on Twitter. Um, Clinton Ford, you've got Art DeRoche, who writes for The Athletic. You've got Carl Anker, who's just done a book with Marcus Rashford. Um, Big up Marcus Rashford. Yeah, Start of the moment, man. There's a lot of, I'm trying to, I'm going to have to send you some podcast names as well, because I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. But if you go on Twitter, football Twitter, you, everyone knows about you. You will find a lot of young people. And I'll, I'll, when I share this, I'll share some links as well so everyone can find them. Fantastic. Thanks a lot for that. We're always about the information as well. One thing I would say, um, well, question really I've got to ask, you know, at the moment, there's lots of talk about people being able to bring their true, authentic selves to work. How's that been for you? I mean, and I would ask it from a position of going back to when you started to where you are today. Um, that's a really good question. I know, always Tasha, been... I know, Tasha. <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, I've always been quite vocal in what I believe or, or standing behind my opinion. We so, know, Tasha. <laughs> yeah, I know, to a fault. But I definitely think in the early part of my career that probably did damage me because it allowed the angry black girl trope to be brought out. Even though I wasn't, say, swearing or shouting, I'm just firm in, in what I believe and how I approach that. But I but guess I that think... could be, Tasha, I, that could be because, I mean, we can all relate to that in our younger days. And it's because we didn't know how to use our voices. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there is that. It's not, there is the how. But there's also the realisation that you need to lower it. Mm. So it's not only just what you need to say, but I'm sorry, I think as a black woman, sometimes it's, I know exactly what I need to say, but how will that translate to the people who don't look like me around the table without me coming across like, a, you know, a book? Yeah, exactly. Mm. But, but that's the question, isn't it? We, why do we always have to meet people where they are? Why can't yeah. they meet us yes. where we are? You know, I know, I know what you're saying. There are instances where people have been angry and aggressive, but I know in a work situation, I've never overstepped the mark. And I know if I was a white man, no one would turn around and say that was aggressive. They would just say that person's confident or self-assured. Um, but looking at you, Tasha, I don't think, uh, what are you, all of five foot what? Five foot one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Tasha. I rest my case about it. If you're um, being intimidated by somebody who's five mm. foot one, clearly, well, unless you're four foot. I don't know. You've met my mum. She's kind of scary sometimes. <laughs> and she's, even, she's not even five foot. So, you know, you know what them short women are like. Yeah, I think as I've got older, um, I've become more confident. I think you have to back your chat effectively and realise that, I mean, the corporate world can be, as you know, you guys know, can be hard to navigate. But I think once you decide what you find ex is acceptable, whether that's the amount you get paid or the hours you work or how someone treats you, once you give yourself guidelines, then it's easier to navigate because you know what you will and won't stand for. Yes. So it means you don't find yourself in a situation where you're feeling mistreated or abused in a workplace. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that. 
So Tasha, what's next for you then? You're off to tell us what you what you're up to now. And, yeah, and don't spoil the surprise, Patsy. Let us say it. Where are you going, Tasha? Um, what's next? So next is the Formula E E-Pre in New York, which is the double header. It's the weekend of July the 9th and 10th. So I'll be going out for that and covering that, um, which is always a great weekend. And if you haven't started watching Formula E yet, it is on the BBC iPlayer or Red Button. Um, it's, it's a lot more exciting than people think it is. And it's less predictable than Formula One. Um, after that, just working on more of the comm side than the journalist side for a couple of organizations. So that's like audience engagement and newsletters. So then things you sign up for and we bombard you with seven times a day. That's me. Um, and then after that will be the start of the new season. Um, and probably some women women's olympic football i'll probably do some radio and some writing about that and then the premier league will start again and yeah that'll be it it'll be another cycle all over again so uh, you know we love the euros on this show <laughs> so tell us what predictions have you got my dear um i tipped italy to win it before the tournament and put a bet on so i'm standing by italy to win it um I'm tipping Wales to get further than England. How about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you as Wales well. Not- and I'm tipping Kane not to score. Well, you're all right so far, isn't it? Yeah. What can we say? We just call up. You it. know he's going to go and get a hat trick on Tuesday now and I'm going to yeah. feel really stupid. Well, he needs to because Ian Wright will have another crying day. <laughs> no, it's all right. We've got Saka. Saka will sort things out. Oh, I love that player. But even when he interviews, have you just seen him? He's. Don't you want to just take him home and absolutely? He's so cute. You know, such a lovely young boy. I heard a great story actually. Um, Declan Rice was saying that when him and Mount and Saka were growing up and going away for England, Saka would turn up for the coach with a big pot of jollof rice. No, all the boys loved it, and that was when they were like England under thirteens and stuff like that. I thought that was a great story. Bringing it home for the Africans. There you go. There you go. Feeding, feeding, feeding. (laughs) That's the way. Right. Well, Tasha, thank you so much for joining us on the shelf. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm glad we've been, we've had the opportunity to share um, your wonderful journey uh, with, with our listeners. Obviously, I've seen it. And uh, I've been there with you through most of it, I would say. And uh, just being um, a proud auntie is is absolutely amazing. But I'm really happy that you've been able to um, join Lydia and I on this new venture of ours. So thank you very much, Tasha, for joining us. Yeah, to reiterate that, to reiterate that, Tasha, I would say uh, stay strong. Your purpose is ahead of you. Um, and anything that you want is there too. It's for the picking. Um, keep close. We'll invite you on again. We hope that you'll join us when you come back from your travels. But stay safe and stay blessed always, Tasha. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. And next time we'll do it, we'll do it over wine. <laughs> <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. You take care. Thank you, guys. Stay curious. Thanks for joining us on the show. <laughs>